BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. WQAD Podcast Network. The Cities with Jim Mertens, a production of WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region, a podcast in partnership with WQAD. What's going on in the Quad Cities? Activities, events, fun, politics, sports, local issues, and opinions. And now, your host, Jim Mertens. I'm Jim Mertens, and this is the Cities Podcast. The $46 billion plan, that's the price tag to the new Illinois state budget that Democrats say has tax cuts and freezes, pays down state debts, and reinvests in state programs. Republicans, though, say it's window dressing in a political year, and real change was put on the shelf once again. We talked with State Senator Wynn Stoller of Peoria, who represents Mercer, Bureau, Knox, and seven other area counties about what was accomplished and what wasn't this session. Uh, the Republicans are really pointing out that all of the tax breaks, all the tax freezes really are kind of because of election year, almost like buying votes. Yeah, you know, you're right. I, and I'm always in favor of, of reductions in taxes, but we have to be real honest about what, what this is. Uh, these are election year gimmicks and election year games. Uh, these tax increases somehow magically expire right after the election. And, um, you know, that's just them trying to buy some votes is what I believe. And the way this budget was passed was really kind of um, despicable. We got the final language of this budget just after midnight. Uh, and we had less than 90 minutes to go through 3,467 pages of a budget that spent $46.5 billion. Less than 90 minutes to go through that and vote at 1.30 in the morning. Um, I, I would suggest to you that that is not the right way for government to behave. Well, and I would suggest to you, of course, is that the way it's always done. <laughs> I mean, every, every <laughs> yeah. state, it seems to be an 11th hour budget agreement. That's it, the way legislatures work. I understand I know. that. You know, but it's not the way it should be done. I, I uh, appreciate that. We should have that. the opportunity to understand what we're voting on, to understand all the provisions in there. Like, for example, there was uh, an increase in the legislators' pay. Now, we do not deserve an increase when we're uh, the citizens of Illinois are struggling with inflation. And, yeah, we gave them $50 checks while we gave ourselves 2800 That's why I was a no vote on that. Well, let's talk about uh, one of the areas, because priorities are always going to be different between Republicans and Democrats. There's things that I'm sure you agree with in the budget. Uh, I, I know that uh, you would have favored uh, the higher education spending. A, a lot of more money towards the uh, MAP grants has, has been a good thing. Uh, prioritizing mental health, also the health care system. All of those things are, are things that, that people agree with to the extent can be argued. But what Republicans are really nailing at right now is the unemployment insurance trust fund that you think that mm -hmm. as long as we had the money, we being the state of Illinois, as long as the state of Illinois had the money, that should be paid down right now. Yeah, that's right. And the, the tragedy of this is the governor and the legislative Democrats abandoned the negotiations that were going on. And I was actually a part of those negotiations. And they severely shortchanged the amount of money we put in to our, our unemployment fund. This is the fund, the pot of money that is used to pay unemployment claims. And when doing so, they left a $2 billion hole 
in our, it's a loan that we have to the federal government, a $2 billion hole in this fund, our unemployment fund. And the likely result now is potentially the largest increase on employers in our state history and a cut to benefits that people that lose their job and go on unemployment in their time of need, now their benefits are going to be cut. And, that, and you touched on it in your comment there. We had all the money that we needed to solve this problem. We were given $8.1 billion in ARPA funds. Those are the, the federal bailout money. And we were given all the money we needed, but instead of spending it to solve this problem, uh, the Democrats and the governor uh, spent it on all types of pork projects and Democrat districts, uh, capital projects, things that were completely unrelated to COVID. And this ARPA money, this bailout money, was intended for impacts like COVID, just like the unemployment fund is uh, and the hole that we have in there. But instead, they spent it on all kinds of other things, and now we're in a severely short-changed fund. And I would like to add that 32 states, other states, used their ARPA funds to completely solve their deficit in their unemployment trust fund. In fact, only we are one of only nine states left with a loan to the federal government and it's just tragic that this is continuing and it could end up in a major tax increase on employers and a benefit cut to unemployed workers. Well, of course, one of the areas of tax cuts that, that are popular, of course, would be the fact that uh, you have the temporary tax relief on groceries and, and on gasoline as well. Republicans are saying that they would like to see an 18 cent per gallon tax cap on, on fuel taxes uh, and, and, and make it permanent rather than uh, short term. My concern, though, is, is how does that impact infrastructure spending? Because um, you know so well the bridges and the highways that are under the jurisdiction of the state of Illinois. The infrastructure is so important and has been left crumbling for a while. Is capping the gas tax going to hurt Illinois' ability to rebuild its infrastructure? You know, actually, the, the road builders were neutral on this, and this is the reason why as um, the, the cap that we are proposing is related to the sales tax on gas. And as the price of gas goes up, so does that sales tax. And so when this price spikes like it has, uh, we get an extra windfall of additional revenue we were not expecting uh, into our um, road fund. And actually the sales tax is split between general revenue and the road fund. And because of that, because the road fund would be getting all of the money they were expecting and then some, um, that's the reason I was happy to co-sponsor that legislation that would have given significantly greater relief at the gas pump than the 2.2 cents uh, delay in the increase that the governor uh, is expected to sign into law. And I'll also add to that that um, you can tell it's an election year because they're requiring gas stations to post a sticker on every gas pump that is touting the delay of the increase of this two cent increase in the uh, gas price. Um, and if they do not comply, it's a $500 fine per day on these gas stations. I, if that's not a definition of an election year gimmick, I don't know what is. The session is now uh, complete. It's in your rearview mirror. What do you think it was accomplished? What, what, what are you proudest of uh, as far as a lawmaker of what came out of Springfield? Yeah, you know, in a large bill like uh, the budget, there's always some things that I'm frustrated or disagree with, and which is why I was a no. There are some good things. And one of the things I... Uh, was pleased to see is uh, the additional funding for our higher education. I, I sit on the higher education committee and uh, Western Illinois University, for example, received a 5% increase in their operational funds, which is one of the largest uh, increases they've seen in years. And also 
um, there's 122 million additional dollars uh, being um, put towards MAP grants. These are the grants for students to be able to attend college. Now that means these awards are going to be larger and there'll be more of them making college uh, more affordable and more accessible for our students in our state. And also, I mean, if we're talking about education, not only higher education, but K through 12 education, there were some significant changes that uh, the legislature did there as well when you're talking about helping with the mental health of teachers even, all the way to making it a little bit easier for districts to get teachers or teachers' aides into the classrooms. Yeah, and a big part of that is um, we were able to fully fund the $350 million uh, of the evidence-based funding formula, which is good. And, and um, you know, one thing I'll touch on with K-12 through education is, um, you know, the funding side is one thing, but the other side is what we're teaching our kids. And I'm getting increasingly concerned, and I hear from dozens and dozens of parents throughout the district that are concerned about the politics that are in, infiltrating our classrooms and uh, they're concerned that we're indoctrinating our kids with uh, you know liberal ideology but really there shouldn't be any ideology in in our classrooms it should be let's teach them the, to be the best at math math's best at science reading and writing those are the things we should be focusing on in our classrooms illinois state senator win stoller Thanks for listening to The Cities with Jim Mertens. And watch The Cities Thursday nights at 7, Sunday afternoon at 4, and Monday night at 6 on WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region. WQAD Podcast Network.